Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. London was calling, and the Red Sox and Yankees put on quite a show for the Brits if the idea was to showcase everything we get dinged for as the ugly American. Oh, the Americans certainly obliged. The games were the equivalent of the 24-inch hot dog they served in the stadium concourse. Way too much beef and way too long. Two games, 50 runs scored, 65 hits. It took nine hours and six minutes to play the 18 innings of baseball. This is what we wanted to show the U.K.? God save the Queen and God bless the bullpens. A full review of the who, what, why, what, where wolves of London. Now on Sox Daily, my lord. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. place I think I've ever done a podcast. Terminal 2 at London Heathrow. Speaking of ugly American, here I sit right in the middle of the terminal in a random black chair. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hello. If only His Royal Majesty Joseph Castiglione were here, he would protect me. And Lord Sean McDonough of Cockapeepee Shire. Or the Honorable David O'Brien of Hoxton Muse upon Stratford. Even Sir Robert Bradford of Canterbury or the Archduke Thomas Karen of Shoreditch by Peckham, they all made appearances as I was merely fake Flemball on this trip, filling in for Will Fleming and doing pre and post. It was fun, though, obviously. Uh, this train, boarding now, will be calling at Turnbridge Wells, Waterloo East, Seven Oaks, High Brooms, Wadhurst, Paddock Wood, Staplehurst, Barden, Headcorn, Folkstown West, Sandling, Blackheath, Abbey Wood, Woolwich Dockyard, and Glade Glen upon Dartford. So mind the gap. And fancy a boomstick? Yeah, they were actually selling those things, the uh, 24-inch hot dog that they actually do have back in Texas, of all places. They decided they would bring that. And the freeze from Atlanta, that uh, guy in the superhero suit that runs very fast and tries to beat a less fast fan. Uh, All of that and pubs. Oh, did we hit some pubs. The frog and chimney, the swan and luggage. I don't know. You, You just, you mash two nouns together with an ampersand in the middle. We saw the Duke of Sussex. We saw Prince Harry. And we saw the Duchess Meghan Markle, Northwestern's very own. Uh, Filmmaker and Yankee fan Spike Lee was there. He was trying to seek out Mookie Betts. You might remember Spike Lee played the character Mookie in his 1989 film, Do the Right Thing. Some would suggest doing the right thing right now would be trading for massive bullpen help. We'll get to that in just a moment. This was such a weird contingent that uh, showed up. The Yankees had, well, they had Reggie Jackson, they had Carlos Beltran, they had Mariano Rivera, A-Rod technically, although he was there on ESPN's dime. Nick Swisher was everywhere. Uh, I saw Sam Horn for the Red Sox. And Angel Hernandez was omnipresent. This is what we want to do, is reward Angel Hernandez with a free trip to London. We're supposed to put our best foot forward, MLB. And you're, and you're bringing Angel Hernandez, who was booed, by the way. That, see, now there are some 
intelligent baseball fans in Europe. Angel's brand is global. He can get booed anywhere. So here's the deal, guys. Last time the Red Sox were 10 games out at the end of June was in 1998. Tom Brady was still in college. Aerosmith had not yet released Don't Want to Miss a Thing as a single. And the hit movie at the time was The Big Lebowski. And the dude did not abide in London. Uh, Ten out would be their fate if they couldn't win Saturday. It would be 11 out if they couldn't win Sunday. And with all the pomp and circumstances, we get started on Saturday for you. That game got very quickly all sixes and sevens, as the Londoners say. Well, sixes and sixes, actually. Each team with a six-run first inning. Seriously. Neither starting pitcher, Porcello or Tanaka, survived the first inning. Just a sixth game since the Titanic left port here in Southampton, England, since 1912, in which both teams scored six in the first. Last time, it was 30 years ago. Toronto at Oakland. That was a Frank Wills against Kurt Young game. That actually only finished 10-8. to This one would finish 17-13 to Yankees. Perilously close to 17-14, right? That was a New York over New England thing in a Super Bowl, if memory serves. So about Saturday... We saw the most hits in England since the Rolling Stones were popular. 37 hits in the game. And the first inning by the numbers, 92 pitchers thrown, 4 pitchers used, 20 plate appearances for the 12 runs, 10 hits and 15 at-bats, 58 minutes total time, 6-6 to after one inning. The over-under on this game back in Vegas was 11.5 for the game. It was 12 runs after one inning. The Super Bowl, you might remember this year, was 13-3 as a final. We had that many points or runs, if you will, whatever, by the sixth inning. And we note there have been 24 NFL games in London all time. Fifteen times a team has failed to make it to a score of 17. The Yankees did what the Lions, the Vikings, and Raiders and others did not do. So a 17-13 final, only the 10th ever major league game to end that way. There have been 110 in the NFL. Only the 18th time in Red Sox history that both teams combined to score 30 runs Second time against the Yankees. Most Red Sox pitchers used in a nine-inning game ever against the Yankees. That number was eight. And remember, there have been more than 2,200 games between these two teams. Michael Chavis had two jacks in this game. Union jacks, if you will. Two three-run shots, so he drove in six runs from the number eight spot. No Red Sox first baseman had ever done that before. And there had been only four instances of a team of scoring 13 and still losing in the last 10 years, most of them at Coors Field. And this one, you know, as we look at the line score here, we said we wanted to bring America's heartland to Europe. We kind of did, because if you look at the line score, it was an Iowa zip code up top for the Yankees. They went 602-63. And somewhere in here, there's a, there's a Brexit joke for the starting pitchers, because they, they both tanked in the first inning. Most hits the Red Sox had ever allowed in a game against the Yankees was 30, on September 28 of 1923, they didn't quite get to that, but we were looking it up, we put it that way. There was a, a pretty good amount of, uh, of European fandom that was really into this, and they, they really tried to hang in there for the full almost five hours of this game. There, there were flag bearers and flames shooting out as, a, as the players took the field, so that was exciting. Uh, well, although uh, the, the fur of poor Wally the mascot almost got singed right off because no one told poor Wally about what to expect fire-wise pregame. They did it up big with Alan Roach, the PA announcer for the Vikings, the Colorado Avalanche. He's uh, the voice of NFL events worldwide, the PA announcer at uh, five Olympic games. So they had a big voice guy, big presentation, the Duke and Duchess there. 
and it, it, it just went on forever. 422 pitches. Mike Schworn was the fourth Red Sox reliever ever to allow eight runs in an inning and a third. First one in 61 years, by the way. 422 pitches total. Not exactly a, a jolly good representation of what the American pastime is all about. So, as we flipped over to Sunday, hoping things could get a little bit better, uh, well, the old 59-pitch, nine-run top of the seventh may have done the chaps in slightly. Marcus Walden, four batters, and no one retired. Barnes, four batters, one retired. Josh Taylor, four batters, two retired. But by then, what was once a 4-2 Red Sox lead, actually a 4-0 Red Sox lead at one point, it turned into 11-4 New York. So, yes, two straight games. The Yankees ran off 11 straight runs at one point. They would add a 12th run in the eighth. Yankee starter Stephen Tarpley allowed four runs, went one inning, and they won this thing anyway. Just like Tanaka, who had uh, the one... But not even. He had two-thirds of an inning, allowing six runs, and they won anyway on Saturday. Key player for the Yankees, as it turned out, Luis Sessa. He had four scoreless in this game, kind of stemming the tide, and that was a key for the Yankees, who have now won 13 of 14, and they are a staggering 11-up on the Sox. We, we need to mention there was a spirited Boston comeback once they were down 12-4, to just like a spirited comeback the night before when they were down 17-6 to and came charging back. Little two-out thunder from Vasquez, a two-RBI single. Bradley, who had a nice series, an RBI single. The number nine hitter, Sam Travis, an RBI single off Zach Britton, no less, to make it four across in the eighth and lead chip down to 12-8. to eight. Tying man moves on deck as Mookie Bet steps up. He walks against Zach Britton. That's right, Britton and Britton. So the tying man does come up, and it's only the hottest hitter the Sox have had since the start of May. The man with the number two batting average in the American League, the 22-year-old gotta-be-an-all-star, Rafael Devers. And against the big-money closer, he goes up 3-0, takes the strike to make it 3-1, but then he grounds out to the only man in the league with a higher batting average than his own, D.J. LeMahieu, who had a huge series with seven hits. Final was indeed 12-8. Little note here, a little shout-out to Christian Vasquez, who had a three-RBI Sunday, including a home run. And Vasquez now with 11 on the year. Last year he had three. 11 this year, that's more homers than Judge and Stanton combined, which is kind of cool. But you had Eddie Rodriguez walking four in this game before he even got seven outs. He had walked seven Yankees last September. This was a 75-pitch, three innings for Eddie, and they really needed him to go deep. And, and, you know, we we can't say, oh, he's young, he's still learning, blah, blah, blah anymore. Because Eduardo Rodriguez is older than Aaron Nola, Luis Severino, Jose Barrios, just to name a few. He did soldier through five and a third. He threw 115 pitches, most in a game since 2017. But he really needed to give the team seven innings. Gave him five and a third. Other notes from the game. Henry VIII won the mascot race, overtaking Freddie Mercury, who had actually won it the night before. Uh, The freeze is now one and one. He was shocked by some New Yorker in that uh, race from foul line to foul line on Saturday night. Sunday, the freeze blew by some dude. And it kind of took everybody's eyeballs off the 20 runs allowed by the Red Sox bullpen in nine innings of work while in London. Blown saves number 16 and 17. Barnes now with six of those and an ERA in the mid-fours. Workman and Walden next with three blown saves apiece. Obviously, this is suboptimal. The bullpen overall leading the American League in blown saves. And uh, only the Mets have a worse bullpen now in, in the entirety of Major League Baseball. Maybe we need to take your mind off of everything for a little bit and mention that, hey, Sam Travis made 60 grand by becoming the 26th man and actually getting to play a little bit. Yeah, every player got 60 grand. 
for making this trip. That was part of the collectively bargained deal. And Sam Travis was unwittingly part of the man-on-the-street frivolity we rolled out with upon arrival in London. Most of us don't frivol often enough, but I asked various Brits, male and female, who do you think is Boston's favorite baseball son? Is it Ted Williams or Sam Travis? And most everybody basically has us preparing now for the renaming ceremony when the Sam Travis Tunnel opens up. I will play you a little bit of this, if you like, uh, in short order. But first, I thought you'd like to hear from Red Sox team president Sam Kennedy, who was instrumental in making this whole London thing happen. And I know it wasn't exactly what he had hoped with an 0-2, but we caught up with him before the game started, thank God, because otherwise he might not have wanted to be so friendly talking to us. But here's a little bit from Sam, if you'd like to hear that. Sam, it seems like the uh, the lack of chaos is pretty impressive here. Every, everybody seems to have a handle on what's going on. Uh, how thrilled are you with how it's coming off? Well, we're ecstatic to be here. Very grateful to uh, Major League Baseball and all the uh, great people on Park Avenue who worked hard to pull this off. It's a great environment, great opportunity for Major League Baseball to highlight two great clubs and most importantly now, we need to focus on getting two wins while we're here. Yeah, and I'm going to go back to that one in yeah. a second. But I know you're, you're on various committees that basically want to pollinate the game. It is what this comes down to. You You want to spread the seeds as far as the wind can, can carry them. And uh, I guess the simple question is, what's next? I mean, I know who's coming next year to London, but maybe where else would a Red Sox or a Yankees or somebody go in the future? Well, I know that uh, Commissioner Manfred's talked about playing somewhere on the continent in Europe and we've talked about Paris, we've talked about Munich, we've talked about Spain, you know, maybe Madrid or Barcelona. But uh, we'll uh, hopefully get through these uh, games first. We'll see how the Cubs and Cardinals do next year. Uh, but it's just a great opportunity. you got to going to grow uh, an industry with technology the way it is today the world being so small to take your sport live to a different country new eyeballs uh, is probably the best way to, to grow the game and we're really excited to uh, to be a small part of it here as MLB takes baseball to the next level just to, to wrap real quick with you the, the season obviously not exactly what anybody thought uh, from, from the, the David Ortiz situation, which thankfully we're getting some clarity and, and hopefully closure on soon, to the team not being what, what everybody wanted it to be. Uh, as we hit this milepost of being a little bit past halfway, is it time to maybe take a deep cleansing breath and just say, okay, here's what we got coming up, we know what we need to do? Yeah, we, we, ha- we feel like we haven't had that 10-game, um, uh, proverbial 10-game winning streak that just about every team has throughout the course of a 162-game season. So we definitely feel that uh, a lot of the solutions to the problems that we have will come internally. This is a great, talented group. We saw what we're capable of last year, but uh, there's no hiding it. It has been frustrating, discouraging, sort of taking one step forward and a couple steps back. Uh, but I do think uh, we've got a lot of life left in us, and I think we're capable of making a run. We've shown signs of it, and uh, hopefully coming over here to London with a, a sellout crowd of 60,000 plus will be just what the doctor ordered to, to get us going, get us on track, and I feel like I've said that before over the course of the season, uh, but we are now at the halfway mark, and uh, we've got some guys coming back, which will which will help, and uh, I, like, uh, I like our chances for being right in this thing uh, down the stretch. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Josh. All right, thanks very much to Sam Kennedy. And again, you know, the whole London thing, it wasn't perfect, but it was fun. And as I said on the air on Sunday, it was almost like the Brits and the baseball folks from the U.S. 
traded apologies. After the Saturday game, it was kind of like the Americans all wanted to say, it's not always like this. Trust us. This is not representative. It was at the same time that the Brits were saying to us about the weather the exact same thing. Hey, trust us. It's not already always going to be like this. We're very, very sorry. This is not representative of what usually happens over here. It's not ever 92, really. Well, occasionally 92. That's very rare. And that's really what we were saying about, well, there's not always a four-hour, 42-minute game. It's very, very rare. But then they followed right up with another almost four-and-a-half on Sunday, and at least the Brits kept up their end of the I'm sorry, because indeed it was about 73-74 on Sunday. It was a really, really nice day. A lot of foul territory in that ballpark came into play a couple times, about 4,000 more square feet of foul territory than even the Oakland Coliseum, which, which is kind of a joke. Michael Chavis made probably the best running catch in foul territory, but everybody seemed to really dig it. Uh, there was a, a three-day Fan Fest event that was very popular, uh, I thought Major League Baseball did a nice job trying to spell everything out kind of literally. Uh, they put runs, hits, errors up on the line score, not R-H-E. They didn't worry about M-V for mound visits or anything like that. They kept it as simple as possible. But, heck, there was an infield fly rule in the very first inning. There was a catcher's interference on Sunday. A lot of things was kind of like, you know what, we don't have time to explain this to you. Just sit back and enjoy. And I think most of all, the Londoners did. So we'll leave you with uh, one of the many interviews that I did with the, uh, the men and women on the street of, of London. They were all very friendly. And these are a couple of guys, Abdullah and Saj, that I thought were probably most representative of all the, the back-and-forth Q&As that I did. What do you know about the Red Sox? What do you know about baseball? I'll leave you with that because i got to go catch a flight now. And, and a quick reminder here that uh, the, the podcast is kind of going dark, but not really. There, there will be... Uh, we usually do this after games that are played Monday through Friday, right? So uh, because there is no Monday game, we pick this up recapping... Well, we would normally be recapping a Tuesday game on Wednesday. We had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday podcast planned for the week of uh, the 4th of July. But uh, I will be out of the country, staying over here in Europe. Uh, I'm, I'm going to frolic a little bit. I, I think we've all earned that after this season the Red Sox are putting us through. So I do have some interviews in queue, as they say over here. You'll be hearing from the TV guys. You'll be hearing from Dave O'Brien. You'll be hearing from the Eck. You'll be hearing from Jerry Remy. All those interviews will run instead of game recaps. And then after the All-Star break, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. But anyway, enjoy Saj and Abdullah, the Man on the Street interview, as once again the Red Sox drop a pair of very high-scoring, very long games in London. Here you go. Well, I, don't, I don't know a lot about baseball, but... Um, well, tell, tell me what you what you think you do know, and, and how do you know it? I mean, because I know the games aren't on TV much here. All right, so you've got four bases. Um, Around if, them. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Around kind of. You've got four bases. Um, I think if the pitchers don't pitch correctly, then the batsman, or, well, not batsman, but the batter gets to walk. Yeah, you got it. Um, um, three strikes and you're out. This guy's good. <laughs> He's a friend of yours? You know this guy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All I, then again, all I know is about um, home run. If you hit it out of the park, you have to run all the way around the bases. Um, so far, you two are by far the most knowledgeable baseball fans I've met in London. I watch a lot of TV. What can I say? Yeah. Do you, have you seen it in the movies? On, I yeah, mean, in, the, in the movies, that's basically where I got my information from. Okay. And have you actually watched games uh, on, on television no, the whole way I'm, through? I've been to New York twice, and I'm hoping next time I go, my cousin's going to take me to a Yankee game. Right on. Okay. Well, since we're from Boston, I hate you. So. Oh, well. Fair enough, I'll say We're sworn enemies now. Um, so I'm going to ask you some baseball terms. You'll probably get a couple of them. Maybe you'll get all of them. 
I'm going to guess we're going to get 10% of these. But if you, <laughs> if you do, I got a prize for you. So, uh, what is the World Series? Um, is that the, like the, champ, like the championship in the NBA? Yeah, would, that's right. Like, it's like, that's it's right. In the last 16 team, maybe. Do you think it's kind of a dick move that we call it the World Series, but only American teams can play in it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing. Why don't you just call it a championship? But, you know, it is what it is at the yeah. end of the day. See, that's why we get the ugly American thing and stuff <laughs> like that. What about a fly ball? What is a fly ball? Fly ball. Oh, that's how I do it. You're passing on this one? Uh, give it to Can we work as a team? Yeah, you guys can work okay. as a team. You know, What's a fly ball? Um, so I'm guessing a fly ball is a ball that's not accepted. Like, as in it's not um, caught by the um, receiver? Uh, that's not a bad guess. It's actually when you hit it and it goes way, way up in the air. Oh, uh, flies, flies. Oh, yeah. Were you going to say that? I didn't say something like that. Bro. No, you're, you're full of crap. You're not going <laughs> to What about a shortstop? What's a shortstop? Um, would it be when the ball doesn't go far enough? When the bat hits it? Because it goes short. It goes short. So it like, stops. Yes, basically, yeah. Do you agree or disagree with this? I agree with that. You agree. Okay. Now you're both terrible at this now. Oh, well. <laughs> what, what about, I'm going to go to the guy that's actually watched some baseball. What, what's uh, a grand slam? Grand slam. It's not just a breakfast at Denny's. What, what is a grand slam? Grand slam. Um, is it when uh, the other team gets no points at all? Mm, I would say you're close, but you're not close. You have any guess? A grand slam? I know, we've got weird nomenclature yeah, for everything. Um, is it when um, Grand Slam? I don't know, maybe when a team gets beaten by a specific margin, but I don't know the margin that they get, they get that, beaten that's by. A, that's actually a really creative good guess. It's not even close, but that's a really good <laughs> guess. Well, okay, how about this one? What, what about a triple? What is a triple? A triple? Um, oh, a triple is when you have all three people on every single base, and then the batsman hits like um, an home run and all three of them or all four of them get like get to go around uh, on a triple on yeah. a triple yeah I'm gonna give you about 15% credit for that because we're not that far off on that one uh, what about uh, Big Poppy what do you think a Big Poppy is Big Poppy I have no idea I'm gonna try like that one that must be like an out of the park or home run a really big yeah. Big Poppy what about a double play have you heard of a double play you need to know this stuff when you go to Yankee Stadium so. <laughs> double play uh yeah. I want to ask you about football. <laughs> yeah, we, ha we do have so many terms. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I'll say when you have two people, not three people on the base. That's not bad. I'm going to start giving you some answers here. Double play is when there are two outs on one batted ball. So it's two for the price of one, basically. Oh, yeah. Right? That makes sense. What about a line drive? Have you ever heard of a line drive? I've heard of it, but I just not paid attention. Um, <laughs> a line drive... That was your story in school, too, wasn't it? You were there, you just weren't paying attention. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. Um, line drive. Do uh, you have any idea? Any no, pass on that one. It's just a very hard hit ball. Oh, yeah, that it, goes it goes straight in a straight line very fast. That's right. Last one for you. Have you ever heard of Tommy John surgery? What is Tommy John is surgery? It, is, it in, is it a common injury? Yeah. It, it, is it a common it's, it's an actual common surgery treatment yes. for a common injury in Bosse what, what uh, part of the body do you think and don't say anything dirty wrist uh, you guess wrist what's your guess I'm gonna go for yeah I'm gonna go for wrist wrist two wrists you guys are so close elbow oh. very very good because when you throw that's where you put the torque I, I was thinking because the, Actually, oh, like, no, I would have said shoulder to be fair 
Yeah, you think of, shoulder? Because a lot of pitchers, when they um, they always come in for like surgeries with their shoulders and whether or not they can continue that's in their career and stuff like that. That's, he, that he's actually right. So you got everything wrong, right? Yeah. No, you. I'm gonna. I'm, you guys are definitely on pace for a prize. There's oh, no okay. question about it. Okay, last little project here. I'm gonna give you some names of players. These are real players, okay. and I well, actually, some of them I completely made up to be honest with you. But I'm gonna give you one guy who's really good. And one guy who's simply not. So I need you to see if you can pick out which one is the is the good player. It'd be like if I said Wayne Rooney, and then a complete made up guy. So and, and by the way, I would flunk this because I don't know that much about soccer <laughs> at all. Uh, so I'm going to start with the uh, the fish category: Johnny Dolphin or Mike Trout. Just top of your head, you think Mike Trout? Yeah, Mike Trout. Yeah, he actually exists, and you're exactly right. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, what about Mookie Betts or Slappy Tubbs? Um, Mookie Betts. You think Mookie Betts? Do you think I made up Slappy Tubbs? Yeah, I yeah, I did. You're exactly right. Uh, what about Manny Machado or Kevin Kapenga? Uh, Manny. 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 You're good. What about Carl Yastrzemski or Gavin Torleski? Ooh, Torleski. You think Torleski? Torleski. No. Oh. I know. I know. Carl Yastrzemski is like a big Boston hero. They called him Yaz. Uh, and he, he smoked a lot of, of cigarettes well, and baseball. yeah, well, not during the actual game. Well, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, what about uh, Dustin Pedroia or Carlos Bedoya? Dustin. Dustin. You go into it, Dustin. He's another Red Sox favorite. That's good. Okay, these are all real people now. Pedro Martinez or Tyler Thornburg? So who's better? Who's, who's better? better, Pedro or Tyler? Tyler. Um, you, go, you go, Tyler. Tyler. And you go. Tyler. Tyler Thornburg. No, he's actually terrible. I know, you're looking at each other like it's his fault. He's looking at you like it's your fault. Uh, Sam Travis or Ted Williams? Sam Travis. Sam Travis. Sam Travis. Sam Travis. Sam Travis. Okay, you guys are not good at this at all. Uh, last one for you. No more Garcia Parra or Ramon Hernandez? Oh, Ramon Hernandez. Ramon Hernandez, Hernandez. for sure. Yeah. yeah. You're pissing off everybody in Boston now because these, these are all Boston heroes that, that you're not getting. Very last one for you. Wait, you is Roman Hernandez not a player? Uh, he is a player. Uh, just not a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah, you played a while ago. Uh, NBA one. Yeah, but you know, you know, you'll get any NBA questions here. We're not doing that one. Uh, last one for you. I'm going to have you fill in the blank uh, of the, the team name. Okay. Uh, the, like the, the nickname, for example, Liverpool is the Reds, right? Yeah. Bournemouth is oh, yeah. the Cherries, I think, or something, yeah. right? Brighton's the Seagulls. Uh, so do, do you know the Boston team name? Uh, you got Red Sox, you said? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's good. Would you have known that? No. Okay. <laughs> that, that's very honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, we, we have a bunch of teams with, with the name Sox over in the States. We do. I don't know why that is, why? but we do. Yeah, I was about to ask why, why would that? Yeah, why, why fascinate on the Sox? Very particular, peculiar. What about, uh, can you name the team in Toronto? Which is technically not in America, but... I was about to say Raptors, but it's not Raptors. Um, Toronto, uh... It's on the tip of your tongue, isn't it? It's a, it's a bird. Mocking... Not the mockingbirds, no. no. Uh, uh, birds. No, I can't no. remember. Blue Jays, that's okay. Oh, Blue Jays, how did I not know that? Yeah. <laughs> oh that's okay, I still like you, it's fine. Uh, there are two teams in Chicago, do you know either one of them? One is the Sox. I'm telling you, there's lots of Sox. Red, wait. Chicago Red Sox. No, because well, we're the Red Sox. Oh, sorry, wait, yeah. I'm Green Sox. White, <laughs> White Sox. White Sox, yeah, that's good. Oh, okay, and, and the last little game we're going to play, and thank you guys so much, you, you do get a prize. You've, you've absolutely earned a prize here. Uh, name the real teams. Oh, here we go, you ready? The Chicago Mustangs. Not a real team. Not a real team. Uh, the San Francisco Silver Sox. 
real team. That is a real team. Atlanta Hornets. That is a real team. You say it's a real team. Yeah. And what about the Houston Flames? No. No. The Cleveland Indians. Yeah, that's a real team. You got it? Yeah, real team. Uh, Minnesota Twins. Yeah, that's a real team. You got that one. Uh, the San Diego Padres. That's a real team. Yeah, it is a real team. And finally, the Colorado Rockies. That's a real team as well. You, see, you do know your baseball a little bit. I know my baseball. Anything that we need to know in the States about why baseball is not a thing over here? Is it lack of exposure? Is it boring? Uh, is it too American? What, what, what do you think it like is? When we were younger, we just didn't play it. I think he's not at the grassroots level, which is why it's not like picked up in like by a lot of children at a young age that's why I mean that's the main reason because in this country we play football um, cricket um, at a young age that's why we grow up with those sports but you were saying that when you were in New York you actually want to go see a game oh yeah definitely because um, I have family in New York so um, it's part of their culture that's right Um, so it was it was really interesting to see family over there kind of embrace it and kind of really enjoy it really that was cool of those chaps I thought Gotta run, gotta fly, literally. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening all the way through. This is Sox Daily. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.